passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to episode number 43 of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast presented by the Believe Network. I'm your host, Tony Liebert, and you can follow me on Twitter at Tony Liebert and Instagram at Tony underscore Liebert. That is T-O-N-Y-L-I-E-B-E-R-T. For this week's episode, I will be breaking down the Gophers' entire 12-game schedule and giving my official game-by-game predictions for how I think the season will play out. And then I'll close the show with a terrific interview uh, with 2023 tight end commit Sam Peters from uh, Maple Grove, Minnesota. Alright, so we are officially 45 days away uh, from Jerry Kill's return to Dinkytown and Huntington Bank Stadium with New Mexico State as the Gophers are set to take on the Aggies on September 1st at Huntington Bank Stadium. Um, so week one, first game of the year, it's an 8 p.m. kickoff on a Thursday, if you didn't already know. Um, and yeah, Jerry Kill, um, it's going to be his first season as head coach of New Mexico State. Um, he's replacing Doug Martin, who was their head coach for about four or five years. Um, New Mexico State is one of the worst FBS programs in the country, plain and simple. They have one singular winning season since 2002. Um, and they're not in a conference. They used to be in the Sun Belt, and then they went independent. Um, I could be a little bit for basketball, but I don't know exactly why they're independent. Um, yet the... Not much to this game. The Gophers are 38-point favorites. Um, we all know the added storyline of Jerry Kill's return and uh, his supposed beef with P.J. Fleck and all that stuff, which makes for a interesting Week 1 game against a low-level opponent when if it was against any other team. There wouldn't be many storylines going into the game. So, uh, from a fan's perspective, that's definitely interesting. Uh, going into a game against a 38-point underdog, um, at least there are some in- interesting wrinkles. Um, but, yeah, it historically, we all know P.J. Fluck has not um, dominated lower-level opponents 
at, during his time with the Gophers. So if I had to guess the score of this game, I'd say like something like 40 to 6 maybe. Uh, just misses the cover by a few points. Uh, New Mexico State gets a few field goals, but um, I think P.J. Fleck and the whole Gopher staff will be motivated this year after having that Bowling Green and Illinois loss last year when they were big favorites. So never say never, but I don't imagine we'll have much issue with New Mexico State. Um, and then the following week, so the first Saturday kickoff of the year, is oh, and I didn't mention that that is New Mexico State's first or second game of the year because they're going to play Week Zero against Nevada on August twenty seventh. So that's another interesting thing to mention. But for the Gophers, the following week, they play on their first Saturday against Western Illinois on September tenth, eleven a.m. kickoff, patented Gophers special. Um, Western Illinois is an FCS team, so they're Division One Two A. Um, they are in the same conference with NDSU, South Dakota State, and North Dakota um, in the Missouri Valley Conference. They are also a struggling program. They have not had a winning season at the FCS level since 2017. So I would imagine that the line is not out for this game yet, but I would imagine Gophers are going to be even bigger than 38-point favorites, something like 45 off the top of my head if I had to guess. Um but, yeah, it's the only FBS team on the schedule for Western Illinois, so it is going to be their Super Bowl, even if they are a struggling program. Um, this is their biggest game of the year because they probably won't play in the playoffs because they're not that good. Um, but they play uh, Tennessee Martin in Week 1, another FCS program, um, and then they'll have the Gophers. If I had to guess for this game, I'd guess something like, 49 to 3 maybe um again i think the gophers defense is going to be really good this year so i think both of these teams are going to struggle to score against the gophers week one and two but again the offense is the question uh we don't know how well kirk Sharaka is going to change the culture offensively how tanner morgan's going to play so if anything I could see the Gophers struggling offensively in both these games, but I don't think Western Illinois and New Mexico State are going to score anywhere near enough points to keep up with the Gophers. Um, so their defense is going to hold them off. But, yeah, no, there's not much to either one of those games. Um, it, it's good when there's so many question marks going into the season and you can kind of ease into games when you're a program like the Gophers. So it's definitely a positive, I think, that they start out slow. Because um, at the end of the day, they're looking for a Big Ten West title. They don't care about who they play week one and two. Um, the following week, first Power 5 opponent of the season, the Gophers host Colorado at Huntington Bank Stadium on September 17th, a 2.30 p.m. kickoff. I think Colorado is going to be one of the worst Power 5 teams in the country. Um, I'm not a big fan of their uh New, I guess, regime. I, I don't think they're really moving the needle much. Um, their two best players from last year, Nate Landman, their linebacker uh, is in the NFL on the Falcons, and Jarek Broussard, uh, former Pac-12 Offense Player of the Year, running back, it transferred to Michigan State. Um, so 
they just don't have much talent. Um, they're going to have a QB battle again with Brendan Lewis and JT Shrout. Lewis was the quarterback that played against the Gophers last year. Seems like he has the upper hand and will likely be the starter at the start of the year. Um, but yeah, he's a okay dual threat, but... Uh, we noticed how if our offense was bad last year, theirs was even worse. And I don't think it's going to change much because they didn't get any good players and they don't have any. And like we all know, Mike Sanford is now their offensive coordinator. Um, don't want to pile on the guy, but I think anyone listening to this obviously has their opinion on the guy. Um, and Clay Patterson, who was former tight end coach for the Gophers, is now tight end coach at Colorado. So, that's another added wrinkle. Um, but in my eyes, I think Colorado's the second-worst team in the Pac-12, maybe only ahead of Arizona. But I would take every other team in the Pac-12 at, uh, uh, before Colorado. So, again, prediction for this one, I could see it being a low, like a 30-10 to 10 game where uh, – and the Gophers never really seem to be in trouble – but Colorado keeps sticking around. Like the Gophers have like two or three punts in a row, and then we uh, force Colorado into two or three punts in a row. I could see it being a pretty boring game, to be honest. But uh, I, I don't think the Gophers will have any trouble with them. Um, and then the following week to open the Big Ten schedule, the Gophers travel to East Lansing to take on Michigan State at on September twenty fourth. Kickoff time two TBD. Um, but Michigan State is one of my, um, I shouldn't say favorite teams in the Big Ten, but I think they are one of the best teams in the Big Ten this year. Um, returning quarterback Peyton Thorne, who has as good of an argument as any to be the second or third best quarterback in the conference. Uh, Jaden Reed, one of the best wide receivers not on Ohio State in the conference. And then, like I said, they got Jarek Broussard, a transfer running back, and Jalen Berger, who was supposed to be the next Big thing at Wisconsin, transfer running back. So Mel Tucker, their head coach, I've been impressed how much he's adopted the new era of the transfer portal and NIL. So I am banking on Michigan State having another good year. So this game is going is, in my eyes, one of two pivotal games of the season before the Gophers close out against Iowa and Wisconsin. A win at Michigan State would really, really start the hype train for the season. Um, I would assume the Gophers are going to go in at least as two touchdown underdogs, probably. 10 to 14 points. The Just an early guess. It's obviously July. A lot can happen. But um, I would assume that's going to be an 11 a.m. 2.30 kickoff. I don't think it'll be a night game. If the Gophers go 3-0 and to start the year, they could be ranked, could not be ranked, I don't know. But I think Michigan State will be ranked at that point. Um, it's going to be an interesting game because, like I said, as of now, as of today, a lot can change with the offense in those first three games. It kind of gives Kirk Scherbacca and the whole staff some time to find their rhythm offensively. But against a team like Michigan State, I think the Gophers' defense is going to be game-ready, and they are going to be able to hold Michigan State to few enough points where they're always in the game. They might not be winning the game, but they're within striking distance. So, again, it's if the offense comes along. And 
right now, if I had to predict, I think the Gophers are going to come up short like 34 to 20, something like that. Like, they're going to stick around, and they're going to look like they belong with Michigan State. But I think, like I said, their offense, maybe it comes around super quickly, and they're firing on all cylinders. But that's going to be the first game that kind of hits them in the, hits them in the face. And they're like, okay, we're in the Big Ten now. We're playing football now. And it's definitely interesting. Like I said, it's a pivotal point of the season, I think, September 24th. And then October 1, Gophers host Purdue back at Huntington Bank Stadium. Kickoff time, TBD on that one. Uh, Purdue's another interesting team. Um, Aiden O'Connell, their quarterback. Him and Peyton Thorne, I think, are the two and three best quarterbacks in the Big Ten. Um, I think you can argue either one. I'd take O'Connell, but if you can make a, a fair argument for Thorne. Um, but, yeah, Purdue's storyline for the season, they're replacing um, David Bell, long-term wide receiver, who replaced Rondell Moore before that. So uh, it's going to be the same old Jeff Brom team. They're going to want to pass the ball, rely on Aiden O'Connell and that passing attack. So they're going to need a receiver to step up. Um, it's big the Gophers have this game at home. Um, I think it's going to be a very similar Purdue team that goes 7-5, and 8-4. and four. They're going to play with uh, – they're probably going to have one random upset against Ohio State or Michigan State or Michigan. And they're probably going to play in a pretty good bowl game. So you never want to look past Purdue ever when they have Jeff Brom as their head coach, especially quarterback his game is Aiden O'Connell. Um, but it's also – if the Gophers beat Michigan State, great letdown opportunity against Purdue. Um, but I think they win this game closely, um, 31-17. to 17. Yeah, sure. Purdue will stick around the whole time. Gophers' defense will step up. I think their secondary is great. And against a team that's pass-heavy like this, I think that'll show. Uh, Justin Wally will have two interceptions, and this is when everyone's Starts talking up the Gophers secondary is one of the best units in the Big Ten. Uh, the following week is their bye week. Great timing of it, in my opinion, um, when you have a weaker non-conference. And then you open with two uh, Big Ten teams that are going to be playing in bowl games. Um, it's great to readjust, attack the rest of the season at that point. Um, but then following that, the Gophers travel to Illinois on October 15th, 11 a.m. kickoff. Um, go big revenge game for the Gophers. Um, Illinois, I think, will be a little better this year. Um, Brett Bielema is, I think, building the program in the right direction. As much as you hate or like him, but uh, he's at least an above-average coach. I think um, they're going to have Chase Brown as their star player, running back, one of the best running backs in the Big Ten, one of the best running backs in the country. Um, but. Again, I think the Gophers are going to be motivated to win this game. P.J. Flex is going to be motivated to win this game. And I see the Gophers coming out on top. Probably in another boring game. I don't know why. Uh, maybe 21-7. to 7. Sure. Um, following week, in my eyes, another pivotal point of the season. October 22nd, Gophers at Penn State. So right now, in my eyes, they're going into this game 5-1 and one, with their only loss going to Michigan State. Gophers are traveling to Happy Valley for a uh, 6.30 p.m. kickoff 
whiteout game, one of the best atmospheres in college football, and uh, they're going to have Sean Clifford at quarterback. That dude been a, been their quarterback almost as long as Tanner Morgan's been the Gophers' quarterback. But um, as for Penn State, I think Penn State is – it's kind of like the same Penn State we've seen the last five years. They have a bunch of athletes on defense – they're going to have a bunch of athletes on offense. They're probably going to have one wide receiver that oh, it's like, oh, he's a, he's a game breaker, like a K.J. Hamler, Jahan Dotson, uh, like they do every year. Um, but, again, that's a good team that's going to go 8-4, and 9-3. and three. Um, They're going to have one game that's a stinker probably, and they'll uh, probably beat Michigan or Michigan State. Um, but, like I said, one of the – Toughest atmospheres in the country. Um, I think the Gophers are going to come up short in this game. I think they are going to lose thirty to twenty. Um, I think it'll be close. I think they'll stick around. Like I said, I don't. It, and they're coming in the game with a lot of confidence. If they're five and one, maybe they upset Michigan State. They're coming in undefeated, or with a loss to Purdue. Uh, I think five and one is a pretty good guess of what their record will be depending who that one loss is to. But, yeah, I think they will come up short against Penn State. Um, then, following week, the uh, host Rutgers at Huntington Bank Stadium. Kickoff time, TBD. Almost can guarantee that will be an 11 a.m. kickoff. Um, Rutgers is interesting. They're trending in the right direction with Greg Schiano, in my opinion. Um, they Their quarterback, redshirt freshman Gavin Wimsat, is their best recruit in program history, so that'll be an interesting storyline to watch. With how he develops, I think he'll get more time this year behind center. Um, but, yeah, they're still Rutgers. Um, they might go 6-6, six and 7-5, six, and five, but um, I, I don't think, again, it could be a great letdown spot if the Gophers do knock off Penn State, or even if they don't. It, uh Greg Schiano will be game, I think, for everyone in the Big Ten. Um, and I think he's shown that the last two years. But uh, if I had to guess, probably an ugly game. Uh, Gophers win 28-17. to 17. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Um, and then the following week, Gophers travel to Lincoln, Nebraska to take on the uh, notorious Scott Frost. And the Cornhuskers. Kickoff time TBD. That, that, that could be any kickoff time, I think. But uh, I think their quarterback, Casey Thompson, wild card quarterback of the of the conference. Um, Talent-wise, I think he has a chance to be the second-best quarterback in the conference. Right now, I'd probably put him fourth. Um, but if he steps up and plays like he did at times at Texas and plays up to his potential... I think Nebraska could have a solid season. They still have good athletes. As much as you hate Scott Frost, as much as I hate Scott Frost, he's he's a clown. But um, the, Nebraska is better than the trolls will say on Twitter. Um, they might go six and six, seven and five again, five and seven, miss a bowl game. But uh, Scott Frost back against the wall. Casey Thompson, good quarterback. They have good athletes across the board, offense and defense. A lot of people talking up their defense. Um, this is going to be a really tight game at Nebraska. Um, but uh, PJ Flex got Scott Frost's number. 
and I think it's going to continue. Uh, 31-28, last-second field goal um, by uh, last-second field why am I, by Matthew Trickett. I was forgetting our kicker's name. But last-second field goal by Matthew Trickett. Gophers take down Nebraska in Lincoln. Scott Frost, hands in his head, crying. Oh, P.J. Fleck, oh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, next week, Gophers host Northwestern. Um, kickoff time, TBD. Northwestern's not going to be very good this year. Um, plain and simple. Uh it's a rebuilding year for them. Um, it was kind of a rebuilding year last year, too, but they're, uh, Ryan Helsinki will be their quarterback. Pat Fitzgerald, still a good head coach, so you never want to look past Northwestern ever. Um, Evan Hull, Maple Grove uh, kid at running back, very good running back. Um, I think they'll be on the Illinois and Rutgers tier. That They'll be 5-7, and 6-6, seven, six and six, might go to a bowl game, but... I think the Gophers win this game uh, pretty handily. I'm going with an upset, or a a blowout. Gophers 41-10. to Um, And then the meat and potatoes of the schedule and the season, the Gophers close out the year, Iowa at home, at Wisconsin. Kickoff time, TBD for both both those. Both those should be night games. These are going to be big games. These are the three best teams in the Big Ten West. Uh, Purdue might be better than Wisconsin, but I don't know. Um, Gophers have Iowa at home. Massive, massive advantage in my eyes. Um, Iowa's defense might be one of the best behind Ohio State's offense. I think Iowa's defense is the best unit in the Big Ten. But again, um. Much like the Gophers, I don't know if Iowa will have the offense to even score the Gophers. Their quarterback is horrible. They thought it was great. I, I don't get why they didn't go after a quarterback in the transfer portal. That might be a Kirk Ferentz uh, old school thing. But they could have definitely attracted one of these, a uh, Casey Thompson, because they have a loaded defense. Everyone knows their defense is going to be good. That tells you how little I think anyone wants to go to Iowa because if they got a good transportal quarterback, they could have been a really good team this year, but again quarterback is the most important position in football, and when you're rolling out Spencer Petrus, that is going to hurt your team dramatically Um, they could have the best defense in the country, but Spencer Petrus might be the worst quarterback in the Big Ten, and that's 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 a problem so the Gophers are going to be in this game no matter what because Spencer Petrus isn't going like 35, 40, 303 touchdowns. It's just not happening. That's not a possibility. Um, so being that the Gophers are at home, I think they get back the Floyd of Rosedale and they go, they win 31 to 28, last second field goal. Matthew Trickett, ice in his veins, 45 yards. Kirk Ferentz sprints in the locker room, skips the handshake with P.J. Fleck, and then uh, the Gophers dance on his grave. Following week, at Wisconsin, November 26th. Kickoff time, TBD. 
Wisconsin's season will be interesting because they had one of the best defense in the country last year, and they lost a lot, a lot of people. They're going to have to replace a ton defensively. And their defense was able to mask the atrocity that Graham Mertz was last year. Plain and simple. Uh, the Gophers are going back-to-back against two of the most polarizing quarterbacks in the conference. But um, they're going to lead heavily on Braylon Allen, who I think is still one of the best running backs in the country. And I think they're going to be able to be the same Wisconsin run-heavy attack offensively. But we should, uh, last year the Gophers showed they can slow down Braylon Allen and they can slow down the Wisconsin offense. Um, this, this, I don't know. Uh, I'd like to say the Gophers are going to win, but for some reason on July 18th, as of recording this, I have a feeling they're not. Um, so we're going to be positive and say they are, hopefully, but let's say the Gophers lose this one. Because... It'd be, it'd be great if they beat Iowa and Wisconsin. I just have a feeling they're going to lose to at least one of them. It Just in the cards. I hate to say it, but it just seems likely. So let, so that's a 9-2 season, or 10-2 season, or 9-3, excuse me, 9-3 season, better than last year. Uh, maybe they have the Big Ten West locked up at that point if they – if their only losses were against Michigan State and Penn State, Big Ten East teams, maybe the Big Ten West locked up at that point. Um, maybe Wisconsin has more to play for. Gophers win. Just go to the, the, it could be locked up at that point. Like, if the, the, like that Iowa game could have could determine the Big Ten West, and the Gophers beat them. They're riding on this high. Wisconsin bit of a letdown. You're on the road. Yeah, I think they're gonna lose. I hope they don't, but I have a feeling they will. So nine and three season. Anyone listening to this, I think, should uh, be more than happy with that result, especially if it uh, comes with a Big Ten West title. But yeah, that's what, how I see the season going. Um, like I said, there's uh, those uh, Penn State, Michigan State game, and then you got the Nebraska game in there. That'll be it'll be interesting. Um, and then you got Iowa and Wisconsin close out the year. Forty five days till the season starts. I can't. I I love. Talking about this got me excited for college football. Um, I'm excited. September 1 can't come soon enough. Um, before I get into the Sam Peters interview, I want to touch on a few miscellaneous things. Um, Moorhead, Minnesota defensive tackle, Elias Davis, committed to Washington um, last week. Gophers were interested. He seemed to be interested in the Gophers. He was the number three player in Minnesota. I just wanted to say, so I tweeted something out, if you follow me on Twitter, um, that I think it's less even of an issue, less concerning if the Gophers are losing to recruits to schools like Washington and LSU. And some people took that as me saying that Washington is a better program than the Gophers. I said Washington and LSU have things that the Gophers cannot offer. Um... In my eyes, for example, Wisconsin and Iowa don't have things that the Gophers cannot offer. And, like, if I'm an 18-year-old recruit picking a school that I want to go to, 17, 18, however old this this guy was, and I'm like, I tour uh, Washington, I go to Seattle, I'm like, wow, this, 
is a really cool campus. Um, there are football stadiums on the water. It's in a big city. It's in Seattle. Um, I get to go way away from my family. Maybe my family's annoying me. Man, this cool school. And then you go visit the Gophers, and you're like, man, this is cool. Uh, I could play at home. I'm in the Big Ten. Um, school I grew up rooting for. Those are all different reasons than why he would want to go to Washington. If he was uh, visiting Iowa State, for example, he'd go, man, this cool school, still in the Midwest, I'm in the Big 12, but it's still close to home. Those are the same reasons that he would pick Minnesota. So if you get what I'm saying, I don't think Washington is a drastically better program than the Gophers, and you might say, oh, they're in a dying conference, all this shit. They're going to figure it out eventually. Um, but, yeah, and basically my point is that I'm not concerned when the Gophers lose recruits to schools like LSU and Washington. Um, but, yeah, uh, this before I get into the interview, I would like to say that this episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast is brought to you by our, par- our partners at BetOnline. Um, they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. With training camp right around the corner, Bet Online has opened up odds for team wins, division futures, and of course, the Super Bowl. Um, to get involved... Now, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let me now introduce a very special guest, um, 2023 Gophers football commit, uh, Tight end from Maple Grove, Minnesota, Sam Peters. How are we doing today, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, so one thing I always find uh, interesting with incoming recruits and big athletes, um, was there a moment in your high school career that you, I guess, knew that you were above the level of competition that you were playing with and it was, I guess, going to be something that you could do at the next level? Oh, uh, yeah. I'd say, like, after my sophomore year, when I started taking football more seriously, um, I kind of realized that maybe there's a chance I could play college football. And um, that was when I, I used to play O-line and I switched to tight end because I wasn't really big enough for O-line. And I was a little bit faster than the other guys that were playing O-line at that time. So I think that was probably when I realized that there's a pretty good chance that I could play college football. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, did you play O-line growing up? Was that uh, where you were in, like, youth football, or did you play, like, all around? I kind of switched around. I was uh, quarterback for a little bit. I was O-line. I was uh, receiver. Um, but I'd say it was mostly O-line because I was a black striper for most of my youth career. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely would agree with you on that. Um, did you play any other sports growing up or uh, – was your main focus football always yeah honestly football was one of the last sports that I played I uh, played baseball I did soccer for a little bit um, I did hockey for a long time and then just recently I picked up track too 
Uh, what events do you do in track? Uh, I did the 100, the 200, and then the four by one and the two or four by two. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. So you obviously uh, committed to the Gophers a few months ago. Um, I guess take me and people listening through the process of you getting an offer. Like, what does that exactly like look like? Was uh, like who called you? Uh, were you expecting it? How did that kind of happen? Uh, so my process was a little bit different than everyone else's um, as everyone. I mean, everyone's different, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so mine was a little bit longer and I went to camp last summer with the old tight end coach. And honestly, nothing really came out of that very much. Uh, I was a little bit undersized back then. Um, and then last was it last fall? I went on a game day visit. Um, that went well, obviously. And then as soon as Coach Harbo started, uh, I had to kind of restart the whole process and just new coach and everything. Um, so that was a little weird. And then, um, then obviously they wanted me to come back to camp after season after the season last year because my film didn't really – or they said my film didn't show a whole lot and enough to evaluate me really. So I um, – actually I went to a junior day then and they basically just said, come back to camp. We'd love to see you there or whatever. And then a few weeks later, he actually – or Harbo and Coach Soraka came to my school, and they watched me run routes and stuff. And I think that was really, like, the game changer, and that's kind of when they knew that I could be an offer. So then they told me to come to camp, and a few weeks later, then I came to camp, did pretty well. Um, I think the main point of me going to camp was – so Coach Fleck could see me in person. And after he saw me, they decided to offer me, and I decided to commit, to commit a few days later. Oh, uh, that's super interesting. Um, You mentioned the tight end uh, coach change having a big impact in your recruitment. Um, How has kind of your relationship with Coach uh, Harbo grown since he's taken over and throughout your recruitment? I mean, obviously, our relationship is great, and – it's grown a lot since we first met. Um, I kind of, I mean, the first time we met was just through Twitter. Obviously I just followed him once he became a coach and we just started talking a little bit and uh, he invited, or actually he didn't invite me, but we talked about me coming to a visit soon. And um, it was just kind of slow, just gradual. And it just kept getting, or just kept going up like this. And then um, obviously came to school and offered or, wanted to offer me oh uh, so. yeah um so uh was it always your plan to commit to the gophers it took you i guess like a, a few days after your offer to verbally commit was that always something that you're like if i get that offer uh, i'm gonna commit pretty soon or uh, what was your thought process behind that um i mean it, it wasn't like i was gonna commit on the spot really anywhere to be honest because obviously i kind of want to go everywhere that offers me so I want to wait a few days just so I know it's not like an impulsive decision and uh, that's kind of what I did with the Gophers I did grow up a fan I was a fan for pretty much my whole life as far as I can remember so obviously the Gophers is, has always been a pretty important school to me um, but I think the main focus for me was to play in the Big Ten that's where I really wanted to end up and I think just the Gophers being the first Big Ten offer really helped with that. 
Oh uh, yeah. So you you had a bunch of different um offers from uh Tulane, Wyoming, bunch of different schools. Um, you, you only uh visited the Gophers though, if I'm correct. Um, mm-hmm. what I guess did Minnesota do differently than those schools that ultimately made you choose the Gophers? Um, well, the reason I only had one official was because that was after I committed, so that was okay. really yeah, yeah. yeah, and um. The Gophers, I mean, it really depends. I mean, it doesn't depend, but it's like just because they're a hometown school, like it just – it's different than other schools. You know, Tulane's down in, what, Louisiana or something? Like, Yeah. It's just really far away. It's a great school, obviously, but it's I just can't. I couldn't see myself going there really. It's just so far away. And um I think you're frozen a bit. Can you hear me? Yeah, I think you froze a bit. Yeah. Uh, so you were uh, saying that Tulane was uh, super far away and yeah. uh, it's way different than the Gophers. Um, mm-hmm. I guess, could you just like expand on that a little more? Yeah, um, I think location was a pretty big factor for me. And I think that it's important that my friends and family can come watch me and they only have to drive, you know, 30 minutes versus flying like three and a half hours down to somewhere in the South or something like that. And I think it's just cool that I'm just that close and they can come to every game and I can come home whenever I want to really. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> makes sense. Um, So something that I always uh, find interesting, like, so when you verbally committed uh, do you like tell anyone that, or do you just kind of tweet it out? Cause you're not signing any piece of paper at that point. It's not your, it's right. not national signing day. So I mm-hmm. guess when we made that decision, what was your next thing after that? Um, well, when I committed, I called all the coaches beforehand, just to let them know, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then I, I was talking to my family. I let all my friends know stuff like that. And, um, I kind of – I think I committed, and then I waited a few days to announce it. Um, and that was on the official, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. And then what were the next steps, you said? Or- uh, yeah, I, I guess that that makes sense that uh, you just did it, like, after your official visit. But um, yeah. so what does – for someone that might not know, what does, like, a official visit entail? Like, what did you – um do at your visit with the gophers well we did a lot of different stuff we did um we went to the twin stadium and ate lunch there then we went to coach flex lake house uh we went on on his boats to swim in the lakes a little bit um one of the big things about officials is that you get like endless amounts of food 
and you're just never you're never hungry <laughs> it's crazy um so after that then we went to uh, a restaurant at the mall of america and we had 42 ounce uh steaks there wow um yeah it was crazy and then we went to a place um that was also a mall of america and we played laser tag and like we had a nerf war or something in there which was actually pretty fun and then um and then we hung out with uh, a few of the players and stuff just around the city. Um, let me think. And the next day, we visited the art museum. We walked around campus a little bit. Um, we took, obviously did a photo shoot. Uh, we went to the stadium. We had dinner in the stadium. And uh, there's like games and stuff set up. It was pretty cool. And then um, that was kind of it. But there's just a lot of stuff that you do. And I think they had a di- another visit the week after, and they went to the Viking Stadium or something. I think they mixed it up a little bit. But it's pretty cool. That's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So you mentioned uh, going to PJ Flex house on your visit. Uh, what were your, mm-hmm. your first impressions as him as a coach, I guess? He, he has a big personality. Yeah, he does. Um, well, I, the best way I describe him is like the way you see him on video is exactly how he is in person. Um, he's really no different. He has so much energy and he's really positive. And that's something that I really like about him. And another thing is that he makes you feel wanted and you can tell that he genuinely cares about you and you're not just another number on the football team. Yeah. Um, so from your point of view as a recruit, I know you said you were a fan of the Gophers growing up, but um, how much do you think like the recent success that Flack and the whole program's had in the past few years with draft picks competing for uh, Big Ten titles, uh, big bowl games, how much do you think that impacts, I guess, uh, your recruitment, like how you see the program? Uh, that's definitely a big part of it. Um obviously nobody wants to go somewhere where you're not ever going to win a game. (laughs) Um, So that's, that was something that was pretty cool to see how the program has like slowly inclined since he's got there. And um, they have had a lot of NFL draft picks through flag. And um, something they've told me is that they're starting to switch up the offense a little bit and they're using the tight ends more pass catching rather than just blocking like another O-line, which is something that I was kind of looking for when I chose a college. Um, And you can obviously tell that because they're recruiting guys like me and Pierce for tight end. And we're not the biggest guys, but we are pretty fast. And that's that's something that I think is pretty important. And yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. Oh, that's definitely interesting. So you, along with a lot of other Minnesota guys, obviously committed this year um, for the 2023 class. Um, How's your relationship with all those guys built throughout your uh, visit? And like, uh, how well do you think you've gotten to know them over the past few months? It's, it was, I mean, the the official visit was really helpful to get to know the guys a lot more. Um, I know a few guys just from other visits and stuff like that. And obviously Jerome lives, you know, 10 minutes away from me. So I knew him. Um, But me and Martin actually used to be on the same team back in youth football before he moved to Prior Lake. 
So I've always kind of known him. And then through him, I met Greg. And then I've met a few other guys just through recruiting, obviously. But the I love our relationship. And everyone um, that's committed right now is pretty good friends. And that's something that's pretty special. I, I don't think a lot of other places have that where they have so many insight kids that are, you know, good friends. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, a few more questions I have uh, before I let you go. How would you, I guess, describe yourself as a player to someone who's never seen you play before? Um, well, I'm more of a pass-catching tight end. I'm a little bit smaller, but I am pretty fast, I would say. Um, I can get down in the three-point and black people, but most of the time I will be used as, you know, a basically a receiver that's being guarded by linebackers mostly. Yeah. Um are there any guys at the next level that you like to, I guess, watch, uh, take stuff from their game? Yeah. Um, one of my favorite guys is Brock Bowers, if you know who that is. Yeah. He's from Georgia's tight end. Yeah. yeah. I think I can – I mean, I think I'm pretty similar to him. Obviously not as good, but like the same same kind of style. Um, so that's – I mean, he's somebody I look up to a lot. Um, George Kittle too. I think he's one of the best tight ends in the NFL and I really like watching him too. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's all I got for you today. Uh, again, I really appreciate you taking the time and, uh, mm-hmm. doing this. and I guess, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you in a Gophers uniform in a few years. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Awesome. That is all I got for this week's episode. As always, I appreciate you listening. I'll be back next Monday. Row the boat, Skyuma, and go Gophers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.